Welcome to Go and Meet, a wrestling podcast. I have Jared here with me. Hello. The topic for the day, as we just got through with Justin on the booking of a champion, specifically we're going to talk about the new AEW champion on this pod. If you want to hear about Big E and the way WWE has been booking people over the last year, that'd be the podcast before this one. Please, if you have the opportunity and you're listening to us on Bullhorn or Spotify or iHeartRadio, if you have the opportunity to rate us, give us as many stars as you can possibly give us. And write in. Write in how great we are, too. That's awesome. Okay. Now, check us out at the Daily Smart as well. Now you don't have to just log us in. You can just scroll down, and we're in there somewhere. All right. My man, Jared. Yes, hello. I'm ready to talk about Hangman. Hangman Page. Page. The man. The myth. The legend. The not, hero of not, our story. Not yet, but he's he's approaching it quickly, right? Dude, he is, he is good. I think these last couple Danielson matches have been just off the charts good. He's had like three rated nine or above on cage match matches in a row. Really? The one with uh, Omega got really high rating because it was really good. The one uh, and the two with Danielson. Like I, I, I thought that the first match with Danielson was a match of the year candidate. Yes. And if you take away the opportunity to have like more than one person in a match or weird steps. Mm-hmm. I thought it was probably the best match of the year. The I read a couple of different people that I respect say they thought the second match was better. It wasn't for me, but I get it. Yeah, I, I think it's close, but I think I like the first match more. Okay, so we, we did do a quick... Uh, we did do a summary of Hangman's journey on an earlier episode... So we're not going to dive down too much into that, but the program with Omega about him trying to overcome his issues and all of that, he has a, a I thought he had a strong first match and title win yes. with Omega. He finally gets rid of his demons, but yet Daniel takes him back into that area with this rivalry as he beats up all of his friends through matches against every member of the Dark Order, this group that has helped Hangman see his way through his own personal issues. The first match, and then they give us pretty much you know, a few weeks later, boom, we get the second one. Hangman has had three matches. He is not omnipresent no. as a person on the show. I think that is an interesting thing. And I want to say that as a positive, especially in terms of, of wrestling. I think, cause there, I think there's a fine balance when it comes to uh, having champions wrestle. I think doing it too much in like random tag matches isn't great, but I also think that never being there is also bad. I think having a match at least once a month is like the sweet spot for a champion. So it still feels like a big special event, but it's also not like every week, you know? I also think once you become a champion, it all depends on the style of worker you are because your program going in is different. But saving your champion for a special event is important. I think erring on the side of we're using him too little is better than erring him on the side of we're using him too much. Strong agree. Strong right. agree with that. I do think now, I, I want to say Hangman's record is only 13 1 and 1, 14 1 and 1 now in the company. Yeah. So w- once you get outside of his tag matches, that's what, the, that's what they showed under his name before the match. You know, in contrast, Brian Danielson, his his record is 13-1-2. and two. 
Yeah. And he's only been there a few weeks because he's wrestling every week. I do think it was interesting that we chose, even with his path here, and I know he went away for the baby, to, to for his wife to have a baby. We've chosen with Hangman all along to make him feel like a special event. I think this is part of what the company does in general. Jericho wasn't wrestling every episode. He might have been talking every episode. Unfortunately. He wasn't wrestling every episode. Mox, when he won the belt, wasn't wrestling every episode. He did some short promos. He got into good programs. He occasionally walked out there and just killed somebody. But his wrestling was saved for a special event. Omega was a little more omnipresent. Yes. He he did wrestle more, but some of that wasn't on their show. Yes, and that was also kind of part of his, his gimmick, was that he was the best in the world everywhere, so he had to prove it. Well, and two, if you have three belts, you do wind up. But again, for AEW, if you're just watching that show, Omega, you know, some of those matches were on Impact, some of those matches were in AAA, so it wasn't like he was working every week in the ring on your show, although he was omnipresent, as in he was either on his bus or in the ring on literally three different shows. The matches were, again, special events. And I think that is a. That's something that Tony specializes. I think he wants to lean that way. Yes. I think it's working well. This is one of the... I have my issues periodically with Tony's booking and his kitchen sink. Yeah. (laughs) But I do think that this is an aspect that he has done really, really well with with all his champions. And I think that saving Hangman for special moments and letting him tell the tale outside of the ring and inside of the ring has really worked well for him. Absolutely. I strongly agree. What did you think were the high points of the Moxley championship run? Oh man, was it? What did he have the belt when he had that feud with Santana, where the the eyes, the the, or was that the build up to the match with Jericho? I think it may have been the build up to. Dang, that was really good. By the way, that that's something that I don't hear people talk about. The eye feud. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah. Right. Now what? Now Omega, his feuds. He did a really good job of building his feuds. With Hangman as a champion, he isn't even necessarily... I want your input on this especially. He's not necessarily even giving promos every episode. No. What do you think about that? I think there is... I think as long as he's present, I think that's the most important part. I think, especially when it comes to... Like I talked about Jericho was on constantly. I thought that was ultimately not a good thing because I got sick of him. Mm Mm-hmm. So I do think that coming out and having like, oh man, sometimes if it's every week, it's like exactly the same promo, or it's just minor variations of the same promo. Right. I, I don't think speaking is the most important part about being there, if that makes sense. I think having an interaction that is meaningful on the show is the goal, and whether you get that through a speaking promo or by like jumping, jumping Brian Danielson when he's acting all like a jerk or something like that, you know what I mean? I think that's that's more important. The live crowd deserves to see your champion, but I also feel like you can do that necessarily not always on TV. And yeah. that they utilize they have so much you know, he's Tony has scooped up so much talent that it doesn't bother me at all if Hangman is there speaking one of the two episodes during the week and what you said was so important. If you're not in a feud, then what are you really saying at every show? That's one. That's I guess that's the problem I have with Jericho, man. Sometimes he'll just go out there and have just just a nothing sandwich to give. Doesn't advance anything. It's just he's just out there talking. 
Punk was stuck in that till this MJF. I agree. I agree. You know, and then all of a sudden he had something to sink his teeth into a little bit. Now, wh- what direction should we go? Do you think with Hangman next? Ooh, uh, I think probably a. I don't want to say lower tier feud, but some some against like a high mid Carter, I think would be the next like step before he has like another big match. If that makes sense, okay. a dude like Scorpio Sky, a dude like maybe even Wardlow. You never know. I think having someone to just go out there and have a banger match with in a short feud, I think that's the next step. I don't think he, like, you know, goes for... Punk's not next. I don't think it's Punk. It's not MJF next. No, no. I, th- I think the Punk MJF... Punk might be the next big challenger. I think that, that might be true. But for the moment, I think it's going to be like a Scorpio Sky kind of deal. Ethan Page kind of deal. I feel like you're right with Scorpio Sky. They pumped him up in that last promo on Rampage where Scorpio mentioned he hadn't been pinned in so in a very long time. Page doubled down on it. It really made you feel like this little feud that they're having is leading to Scorpio getting a shot. Remember, he did get the donut or the brass ring or whatever they wrestled for that one time. <laughs> And so he has been in a big match, and it felt like at some point, and Tony does do this too, he will push somebody to almost the peak and then they'll kind of disappear for a little bit and then suddenly a quick program they're right back in the main event and you've seen him do it multiple times I don't think he forgets about people I just think that's the conundrum of three hours of television and 30 stars right yeah Scorpio is a good next test for him you can have interference involved it can seem like oh that's not really a big deal but Hangman needs a couple of not big deals before he winds up with Punk and or MJF. Okay, let's go back to Moxley real quick. What was it that made Moxley? Because I felt like Moxley's reign was the best reign so far, even though Kenny's was really good. What did you like about Moxley's reign? Uh, I loved I loved his interactions with Darby Allen. That was, that was a personal favorite of mine, whether tagging with him or getting that match against him, which was, dude, he just killed Darby. That was the uh, the second rope Death Rider, right? Mm-hmm. My God, that was horrifying to watch. Uh, I thought the Darby dynamic was super good with him. He, that which continued even after he lost the belt. He had some interactions with Darby. Uh, that the Eddie Kingston, obviously, those promos are goat tier promos. Those are the best promos the company has ever had, and I say that as Eddie Kingston has like almost approached how good they are in other promos. But that John Moxley Eddie Kingston promo where John talks about the promise he made to Eddie's mom, dude, that was money. That was perfect. I feel like the Kingston-Moxley feud is probably the most important thing outside of Hangman in the company's history. I agree. Strong agree. It made an absolute star out of Eddie Kingston, who is so versatile. He's been in use ever since. Absolutely. And... Eddie being a star underlines how important this company is to the indie circuit. Absolutely. It underlines how, especially now as you see the WWE, especially now as you see the WWE actually transferring itself closer and closer to more amateur wrestlers and more huge athlete-style performers, the difference between the company suddenly really does become... Anybody can work here. And I'm not knocking what Vince and them are doing. They can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. But over there is mythical creatures. Over here are people that 
look like you and mythical creatures. Yes. And if you work if you work hard at pro wrestling, you can get a shot here. And Eddie Kingston underlines that. You don't have to be young, you don't have to be you don't have to have been a champion at multiple spots. He walked in he did something. What was it? Cody first, dude. The, his whole story, where he like people were cheering for him to get a match against Cody when Cody was doing the open challenge. Which, by the way, the Cody open challenge has created so much positive in the company. I, I, I almost want to talk about that for a little while. But bringing Eddie Kingston in and him just just getting shot after shot, which he just aced, 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 aced. He is just top tier in the company because of all his success. And the thing is, we as wrestling fans had seen NWA, we'd seen Impact, and we so knew good. who he what we knew. We knew. But people who were casual fans suddenly are getting blown away by a guy. You know, you can put him in a pro you can put him in a program with two point and Garcia. He can be eating and catering. <laughs> and they can be giving him the business. And he can be talking about what I wanted to eat. I like cake. And, and everything <laughs> yeah. he does is so money. It doesn't matter what you put him in. It's money. It's a very Kevin Owens-ish gift. Absolutely. You are so, you, that is a perfect comparison in a lot of ways. Right. That, they, they just have they have great comedic timing. Just they they're great in the ring. They make everything count is for it, little moments. Is it Kingston the D's nuts? Yes. Redeem yeah, my man redeemed these nuts. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, right? And and getting a job, Cody got that done along with Fan. But the Moxley thing made him a main eventer. And then you, you switch it around and you wind up with the lethal weapon forty eight hours thing where the two guys that didn't like each other now work together. It worked perfectly and Mock was the I left WWE because it wouldn't let me do these things. Kingston was a, those guys would never even look at me, and now you have a company for both through this program, which I thought was really important. Go and, ahead, and I think to bring this back around to the how to book a champion thing, I think elevating the talent you work with is massively important for a champion. I think it's it's huge. I think the big the big feuds, the Brian Danielsons, the the Kenny Omegas. I think just winning against them is fine. But when it comes to doing work with maybe slightly lower card guys, Scorpio Scott. If we get Scorpio, if we get Scorpio, I think elevating them through the feud is massively important. I think that's that's super high priority. Well, think about it. We know who the main eventers are, right? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this a little bit on the other episode with Justin earlier today. We know who the main eventers are. You have Punk, MJF, Darby. You got your pillars, you got, but those guys aren't really going to be main event challenger for title guys, right? Mm -hmm. You put your champion into this thing. He's going to be wrestling Daniel Bryan. He's going to be wrestling Punk. He's going to wrestle MJF. You know that. The key is when he wrestles Scorpio Sky, whoever's the next champ, when he wrestles Scorpio Sky, you think this time Scorpio can beat him because he just about got Hangman. Yeah, exactly. That's the point because what you want. Is because if you don't do that, then you have five usual suspects that constantly challenge for a title, and then your roster doesn't become created. It, it, there's nothing fun about that. After it's just five guys passing the title around each other. <laughs> you want you want it to be ten guys. You want it to be twelve guys. You want to uh, you know. And as people get older, they move into other programs, or maybe they become tag team wrestlers, whatever. 
but you want that that list to never shorten. You want it to get longer. And in order to do that, your TNT champion has to do that. And if your world champion can do that, see, because your TNT ch- champion, he's elevating guys. Hey, maybe he can be a main eventer. But when you get to be in a main event program, we're kicking the tires to see if you can be a champ. Can Scorpio Sky be a guy you can put your belt on for three months? And we don't know that till he's been in a program. And if Hangman can convince us of that, then we can go back to that later. Right? And that's Absolutely. so important. And another thing is with a Hangman, you know how it's impossible to do that? Wrestling every week. It's true. It's true. If everyone has, if everyone almost gets the champ on the line, it ends up making him look weak. Like, dang, it's like, dang, he, maybe he could literally just lose the belt at any point in time. Right. And I, I, th- I think if you're going for, like, a workhorse thing, that's that's better. Especially, like, again, I think Cody's title run with the TNT belt, super good, where he was getting worn down because he was wrestling every week. And that's how they were explaining him almost losing. I think that's fine. Right. But... I do think having more sparse matches as champion is important. Well, if you're going to be the workhorse world champ, it has to be your mantra heading into your title match. Yes. Right? Like the way Seth was with Brock. Absolutely. He'll never defend a title on the show. You guys don't even know he's really in the company until he shows up with the belt. When I beat him, I'll defend it every night. You know, that's the way that has to work. Because if not, then it just feels like, well, they're just bringing the world champ out here all the time. And I knew he was going to be mid-carder or tag team yeah. competitor. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, it has to be in the mantra as well. Now, do you think they haven't had a short title reign? I can't see this being a short title reign. I don't think we're going to get a short title reign anytime soon. Even after Hangman, whoever takes it. I, 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 yeah, I just don't think that's how they want to book it. Do you think MJF is the next champion? It's tough to say. I think it depends on how he's coming out the punk with feud. The punk with feud. The feud with punk. <laughs> we know that MJF can be a world champ. I agree. And we obviously punk can. I can't see punk losing this feud with MJF. Which to me says the next big match for Hangman is going to be Punk. Yes. So maybe we get two little matches on uh, Dynamites or Rampage. It's probably just Dynamites. Yeah. And then we get the Punk heading into whatever the next pay-per-view is, right? And I, and I don't think Punk beats him. Nah, I don't see it. And I don't think Punk, Punk doesn't need it. I think he'll get a title eventually if he wants to stay two or three years. Because... He deserves a swan song outside of the WWE, that kind of thing. But Hangman, this reign is important to the company to me because we need to know that's that's the that's AEW guy. That's not a WWE guy. That's not a New Japan guy. That is a AEW guy. That is the guy that your EVPs called on the phone and said, "We're starting a company. You're the key to this thing being cool." We got we got Jericho. Now we need you. Absolutely. We got the we got the past. We got the present. We need our future. And you can't do that. I don't think pulling the belt right off Hangman. Strong agree. Right. Okay. So is that that a wrap for you? Uh, I didn't want to mean, mention one brief thing that I think do is it, also important. Uh, you can't book your champion to be an idiot. 
You can? You can't. <laughs> okay. You can't. I, I just, I think it's, it's... Well, do, hang, okay, let's explain let me use that the, the Hangman uh, Danielson matches. Hangman adjusted and is better in the second match. Mm-hmm. He's not falling for the exact same stuff. He appears to have grown. Right. He's not being made a fool of again. You know what I mean? Well, is it the story of Hangman Page growth? Ab- absolutely. And to have that continue is perfect. I just, man, sometimes people become champions and their whole life changes. <laughs> it's like, it's totally different. So having a, a, a through line where they're the same character is also wonderful. Well, to, to piggyback on your point, Tony hasn't missed in that direction either with his world champ. Every world champion was the same character the day after that he was the day of. It didn't turn into, he's you know there is no kryptonite for our new Superman. Yes. Right? And, and Omega in particular, like he, he was becoming more weak as time went along due to kind of his own insanity. So he was kind of being made a fool of occasionally, but it's not like it's not the same thing as like the next day he's just totally different and like just like oh I can't believe this happened just the the dumbfounded look on someone's face which I don't know. Well, a lot of that as well though was the carniness of his surroundings, right? Because the way they booked the matches for him, you know, the, especially the ones that didn't have interference, we still got to see the best was the best bout machine absolutely you know and so that was the key and then the work and to, like you said the the obsession of i have to keep all of these things you know i don't my toys can't get away from me that is what eventually broke omega that that along with hangman's just progression to pass by an older competitor who had given up his morality and his ability to dig into that well that you have to have to stay a champion. Absolutely. Right? Okay, so is that a wrap? That's a wrap. All right, man. For my man, Jared, this is me, KP. This has been a Go Home Heat production. Copyright 2020, 2022. Yes. My goodness, 2022. And check out our friends at The Game Project. Check out our friends at The Daily Smart. Jared. Go home. Go home.